Hello, I'm Ben Britworth, and you're listening to The Narrative Mind. This week, I'm looking at a technique that is often discarded by contemporary writers in place of quickly moving plots along. That is, the art of description. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe for more. Thank you. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving tells the story of Ichabod Crane, a young man intent on seeking fortune through marriage, who is hounded from the town of Sleepy Hollow by a ghostly headless horseman. The story regularly digresses into heavy descriptive passages that are non-narrative, which is to say these sections of writing do not act to drive the story forward. Instead, these passages add context to the environments Irving creates, building a vivid world for his reader. Many authors today tend to sway away from this type of writing, as it can be seen to slow plots down. And one of my previous videos discusses how Fahrenheit 451 creates a sense of place while actively eschewing heavy description. However, description can serve an important purpose. When used properly, it helps to paint a detailed picture of a narrative world. And as Ruth Ronan says in her article, Description, Narrative and Representation, description establishes a link between story, narrative, action, agents, and a world of objects. Description firmly grounds us in the story, conjuring up realism in a way that pure narrative passage cannot. For example, a descriptive passage in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow that works especially well for world building is when Ichabod enters the party at the Van Tassel mansion and Irving details the sights that he can see. Fain would I pause to dwell upon the world of charms that burst upon the enraptured gaze of my hero as he entered the state parlour of Van Tassel's mansion. Not those of the bevy of buxom lasses, with their luxurious display of red and white, but the ample charms of a genuine Dutch country tea table in the sumptuous time of autumn. Such heaped up platters of cakes of various and almost indescribable kinds, known only to experienced Dutch housewives. There were the doughty doughnut, the tender old coik, ginger cakes and honey cakes, and the whole family of cakes. And then there were apple pies and peach pies and pumpkin pies, besides slices of ham and smoked beef, and moreover delectable dishes of preserved plums and peaches and pears and quinces, not to mention broiled shad and roasted chickens, together with bowls of milk and cream. Irving utilizes these narrative breaks to fill the mind of his reader with the world of the story, providing an overflowing and overwhelming image of everything surrounding his main character. Now, it must be reiterated that this type of description is quite an old-fashioned form of literature, and perhaps a better way of adding description to a narrative is to weigh its worth via a technique known as Chekhov's gun, whereby the writer Chekhov says to remove everything that has no relevance to the story. If you say in the first chapter that there is a rifle hanging on the wall, in the second or third chapter, it absolutely must go off. If it's not going to be fired, it shouldn't be hanging there. This then would be the way to negate the danger of slowing a narrative down with description. However, 
If we were to consider Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow with Chekhov's gun in mind, we would lose the story's ambling interjections that have in part led for it to become so well known. So I suppose the use of description should always be relative to the story being told. For Irving, heavy description worked, while for Chekhov, it did not. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for future episodes and updates.